frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. I'm going to make him an offer, Gamble. As far back as I can remember, I always wanted to be a gangster. Don't you understand, George? It's because you were not born. Film church. Well, a, a boy's best friend is his mother. This is the nature of war. By protecting others, you save yourselves. If you only think of yourself, you'll only destroy yourself. Hello, and welcome to Film Church Radio, the podcast that treats cinema as a religion. This is the way. <laughs> it's Sunday, and I'm Brandon. And I'm Lewis. And we are here to talk about movies. Each week, Lewis and I alternate picking a film for us both to watch and discuss. Today, I picked the film from 1954, Seven Samurai, directed by Akira Kurosawa, starring Toshira Mufune and Takashi Shimura. Uh, But before we discuss the film, we'd like to thank everyone who's been listening. This is a congregation, not just, you know, a discussion between me and Lewis. So if you've just watched Seven Samurai and are now listening to this podcast as like an after show... We'd love to hear what you think about this movie. You can find us on all the social medias at Film Church Radio. You can leave us a comment. Um, and yeah, let us know what you think of the film. We'd love to know. Yeah, cinema is best enjoyed together. So let us know. We want you all to be a part of this as well. Absolutely. Um, so before we get into the movie, we like to do our little quick reviews where we just kind of talk about what we've been watching this week. And uh, Father Lewis. Yes, Father Brandon. What have you been watching? (laughs) Um, Yeah, so we... um, A few things, honestly. I mean, we started off the... um, The King's Man um, came up on streaming on Hulu this week. Um, I think it was H... Was it Hulu? I think it was both. Okay. Did you watch on HBO? I feel like I did, but I watched on Hulu, so maybe we... I mean, I, did, I was actually at somebody else's house and they nice. were controlling the remote. So, remote actually, it could have been anything. Yeah. <laughs> One of the H's. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and me and my wife both quite enjoyed the last two Kingsman movies. Um, so, we watched that. Um, so, as you have seen it, we can yeah. talk a little bit about it. Yeah. Um, okay. So, I, I've seen parts of the first two, actually. Yeah. I haven't even really, I don't even know if I've watched. So it's just the there's two and this is the like first or this is the third this but it's is, a prequel. Yes. Correct. Okay. Yeah. That's what I thought. Yeah, the second one I think it was on when I was working at Studio Movie Grill so I yeah. saw parts of it lots of times. Yeah, Elton John's in it. Yeah, I remember that and um yeah, it was I mean they they just seem like fun action movies. Like and the yeah. way the action is done is like lots of wide angles where like usually action is just like cutting 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 but this like the way they do these movies is it's a lot of a lot of choreography a lot of like one shots that just stay with the action you get to really see what's going on it's a little more fun yeah um it's the same director as kick-ass oh okay so it's very it's like stylized yeah action i guess um takes a lot of i love the first kick-ass movie i didn't see the second one but yeah, it takes a lot of cues from Matrix and stuff like that with okay. like slow motion and you know, it's I mean it's it's fun to watch. Um Yeah, definitely. The first two are fun to watch. <laughs> I I wanna put that in right yeah. now. This 
did this, not do it for me at all. This movie was all over the place. Dude, it was, I felt like the first hour and a half was super boring. I didn't know what was, like, I don't know what the point of it was. Yeah, and it was the, very, like, very, just like, here's a historical film about. Yeah. Rasputin, <laughs> it's gonna, like, on, like, it could go down as one of my least favorite performances ever. Yeah, so the whole time the movie was going on, I was like, who is this guy? He looks familiar, yeah. but I didn't feel like looking him up. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the lizard. Yeah. Reese <laughs> siphons. Um yeah, that whole scene. Now, I will say <laughs> Okay. I like it it kind of reminded me a little bit of like John Waters in a way where it's just like yeah. It tried to just like freak you out with yeah. like homoerotica or whatever, like freak yeah. out people that are just like homophobic or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so that part of like that part of it made me laugh, but like in in context with the rest of the movie, yeah, it's just it's it's like what, yeah, what it's like the like you said it's like boring, slow, and then it's like what the hell is this? Yeah, and then it's like. Oh, here's a super supposed to be super sad scene, but it's like I'm not taking this movie seriously. Yeah. Why are you trying to make me cry? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I just and I, th- I think um, a lot of the time with this film, it was like the whole point of it, right, was to get to the Kingsman to like this is how this yeah, organization he, came to be. Yeah, and they just forgot that that was the point until the last minute of the film when it was yeah. like, oh, we've created the Kingsman. It was like, yeah, where has like, this come from? Yeah. Like, I don't understand it. Um, yeah, I, I did not enjoy it. Yeah. At all. Not one bit. No. But you finished it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can remember, like, what made the other two so fun, I think, were, I mean, Taron Egerton is is great. Yeah. As the the lead, Eggsy. Um, but... I don't, it, it just, it was, it's cool. It's stylish, you know. Yeah. This one is not. Yeah, that's the, yeah. Like, there was a certain point in this movie, I was like, what what's going on here? Like, where's, like, the things that I had recognized from the pieces of the film, the other films that I had watched, which were, like, the fun, action-y stuff. Yeah. It was like, yeah, like an hour into the movie, I was yeah. like, there's, what's going on? Like, there's nothing happening in this movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then they like have this weird thing with Rasputin, and then yeah. there's some action. But it's like the last half hour was pretty entertaining. Yeah, it was all right. Like, it was st- but it was like it was like they were trying to make you take it serious, and then yeah. it, it it just had no sense of what it was. I yeah. think. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I just feel sorry for the goats that were involved in this film because <laughs> yeah. they got treated like crap. Well, I mean, they weren't real, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um, especially when he jumped on its head to try and get up the mountain i mean I'd... it was a little it was a lot ridiculous i yeah. guess but i guess that was the point we've talked way too much about the king's apostrophe the king apostrophe s man yeah the king's man <laughs> um, um but <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> Moving on to better things. I feel like we should just cut that part out of the show. 
<laughs> it was a terrible movie. Yeah, d- uh, yeah. Some of you have probably watched it. You should let us know what you thought. If you had fun watching it, let us know. I know my mom went to see it and she enjoyed it. Really? Yeah. And we talked to them over the weekend. Um, and I purposefully did not tell them that I had seen it <laughs> because I did not want to be like, I did not like it. So I'm sorry, now mom. She's listening. I know. Yeah. I'm sorry. I did not enjoy it. Um, yeah, somebody was Googling the movie after we watched it and that one of the like Google questions that came up was, is the King's man a true story? (laughs) (laughs) I mean, (laughs) okay. (laughs) I am curious though, as like an Englishman is like, I don't know. Chelsea said the same thing to me when we were watching Is it, it offensive? It's not offensive, but she was like, especially with all the, you know, the maids and like the standing to attention and stuff when people walked in, she was like, are you used to this kind of stuff? And I was like, no. Like, even in England, this is like few and far between. Like, I knew people a movie that, that well takes off. place a hundred years ago. Yeah, exactly. Right? Yeah. <laughs> I knew people that were well off, you know, there's everyone drinks tea all the time. But apart from that, that's pretty much where the similarities end, you know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, good to know. <laughs> yeah. I was like, I might not visit England after watching this. Yeah, don't <laughs> let this film be a portrayal of England. It's much um, better. What else? What else have you been watching? Uh, I watched... Okay, my daughter's getting to this age now where we can kind of start putting on TV shows and films that we watched as kids. And she kind of got it. So we watched the Rugrats movie. Um. Yeah. Did you see that in cinemas when it came out? I'm pretty sure I must have done. Yeah. I d- I definitely went. Yeah. yeah. I think I went with my family and my cousins, but I don't remember that much about it other than no. The one girl trying to find her doll or something, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, There's some memories in there. Yeah. I mean, Nickelodeon cartoons are always pretty grotesque in a way. Like, like going back and watching it as an yeah, adult, you're like, there's a lot this of stuff is a in kids' the, movie. Yeah. That, yeah, you know, it's kind of, I don't know, it's a little bit creepy, I guess. Yeah. Some of the stuff in there. Um, but my daughter loved it, you know, I mean, and it's just, it's Rugrats. So there's not much to say on yeah. a critical level, but um, I mean, yeah. So we watched that and she had a good time. So that's, that's all that matters. And then I'm trying to make my way through, um, I'm a big reader of Sight and Sound. Yeah. Um, the English like film magazine and they did their top 50 of the year um, in the last issue. So I've been catching up with that. So I watched Petite Maman, which is by the same director as Portrait of a Lady on Fire. Oh, okay. Um, it's kind of shot, I think it was shot during lockdown. It was really, like really small cast. Um, but it, it was so beautiful. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean this this young girl, I think she's seven or eight, her grandmother passes away and they go to her house to clear it out um and she's playing in the woods and she meets another young girl um and it kind of starts you start to think like is this her mother as a kid it's really trippy yeah um but it's so sweet and it works so well and it's like an hour and 20 minutes so it's really short um and i had a really good time with it but it's really sweet yeah so sight and sound they do Top 50 of the year? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty serious. So um, this was number two. Wow. Okay. Yeah. So, so it's up there. Yeah, I'm what trying was number to, one? Souvenir part two. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. So I'm trying to knock them all out. But there's a lot. Yeah, that's a lot of movies. (laughs) That's a lot of movies. Like, I don't even know if I watch that many movies. Like new release movies? Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. Yeah. Um, It's a little bit all over the place because it kind of goes by, it doesn't go by necessarily British, like, release dates. It goes by films that were released worldwide. Okay. So, like, Souvenir Part 2, I know, came out in England like three weeks ago. So it's technically released in 2022. But they included it in 2021 because that's where it had its like premiere and yeah and yeah. like all the um the the run in the oh my gosh you know like the canon stuff like that yeah um so it's a bit all over the place but I mean it is a good li- like it is a good list to kind of revolve around I mean Titans on there um and loads of other stuff so just trying to get through the ones that sound most interesting off that list yeah cool um what have you been watching dude. <clears throat> Well, besides The King's Man, um, we watched The Eyes of Tammy Faye the other day. Nice, okay. Which was on HBO? I think so, yeah. Yeah, HBO Max. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's. I'm trying to get through the Oscar movies. Yeah. And I guess maybe I I shouldn't talk about it too much, because we're going to do a... Oscar special. Yeah, we're going to do an Oscar special, and... um, Jessica Chastain is nominated for Best Actress for this movie. Yeah. I liked it a lot. Um, but yeah, I, I'll talk about it more when we do cool. our Oscars special. So if people are listening to this and you want to hear about what we think about the Oscars movies, go listen to that episode coming soon. Yeah. I do want to see it. it. I mean, it's streaming, so hopefully I'll get a chance to watch it before the Oscars. I mean. Yeah. With a lot of these movies, uh, this is all I'll say. With a lot of these movies, I, you know, like with this one, I watch it and I'm like, okay, so why is this in this category? Yeah. But not in this this other category. Okay. I don't get it. And why are these movies in this category? Like, it's like. Yeah. I'm sure it's politics. I guess. I don't know. (laughs) It's just a weird year. Yeah. That's for sure. But we'll get into that on the special. That's right. Because I have a lot I want to say. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) So, we're here to talk about Seven Samurai, ladies and gentlemen. We sure are. 1954. It is available on HBO Max if you want to go watch it, Um, which we recommend always before listening to this episode because we're going to spoil it. That's right. From the very beginning. Um, Everyone dies. (laughs) Not really. Well, lots of people die, but... Yeah. Not um, so, IMDb summarizes this movie as a poor village under attack by bandits recruit seven unemployed samurai to help them defend themselves. Yes. Now, okay, I did not realize... Like, I've... You know, we talked about this a little bit on the last episode. Yeah. About just what we've heard about this movie because this movie is like legendary it sure is yeah uh akira kurosawa is legendary as a director he's been super influential influential in cinema and history cinema history um you know we both watch have seen some of his movies i mean i've seen rashomon that's the only other movie besides this that i've seen before i i watched this i don't know about you 
Um, I know you've seen Rashomon. Have you seen anything else that he's directed? Yeah, funnily enough, earlier this year, um, when I was struck down with um, COVID, I watched High and Low, which okay. is kind of one of his... It's it's I don't want to say Hitchcock. I don't want to keep bringing everything back to Hitchcock, but right. it's like a Hitchcockian thriller set in like modern time and basically this um inventor he's not really an inventor, he's like a the head of a company, um, is kind of finally just about to make it big, like get his big payday. Um, and then um a boy gets kidnapped. And at first they think it's his son, but it turns out to be his driver's son. And it's like one of the um it starts off as like a very like character driven like you'd pay the money to save your own son, but when it's not yours, like would you give up your entire fortune and future to save somebody else's child? Yeah. You know? And then it eventually turns into a bit of a like detective story where they're yeah. trying to find the person that can and it's really good. I mean it is again, it's a long film. Um it's like three hours, I think, but it is really entertaining and um well made. Yeah. So and that's nineteen sixty three that that came out. Yes. Um Seven Samurai came out in nineteen fifty four. Mm. And Rashomon was a few years before that. Yes. But um yeah, I mean basically this movie wasn't exactly what I expected. I mean, just reading the the summary there and what like when the movie started, you understand what the plot is gonna be right away. Yeah. I didn't realize that it was the exact plot of the magnificent seven which yeah. obviously they've stole you know they stole it from this movie yeah and so many other movies you know that this this plot exists yeah so going into the movie i felt like i already knew what the movie was going to be mm-hmm. you know what i mean it's yeah. like okay once that premise kind of settled in you were like okay i know what to expect yeah yeah exactly so not to say that it ruined the movie or anything but yeah, it wasn't it wasn't exactly able to to watch it with fresh yeah. eyes, you know. And what that's I mean? the problem, especially with a film that's this well known, this drawn from. It's hard to watch it with fresh eyes. Yeah. Because I did like the Magnificent Seven was something that kept coming up into my brain again and again. Yeah. Um was just that, you know, the Hollywood remake that everyone pretty much Knows. No, yeah, you know. they, everybody knows the Magnificent Seven. Yeah. Not everybody, you know, at least American audiences might know, unless you're a big film buff, might yeah. not know Seven, Seven Samurai. Samurai. Yeah, but um, I mean, what? I I guess I it's interesting. Like this movie is a great movie. Let me just yeah. say that. But it's interesting, like thinking about what I expected to see versus mm-hmm. what I saw. Yes, which there's there's a lot of great stuff there, but it's funny because just because I've heard like um, Martin Scorsese and George Lucas and Steven Spielberg talk about this film so much, you know, I I don't know what I expected. I expected some kind of gangster Star Wars, Indiana Jones thing, you know what I mean? But it's like, obviously it's not the most epic, (laughs) you know, film of all time. Yeah, exactly. Um, And, you know, upon, you know, finishing the film. Yeah. It it took me a while to like process it. Like there's a lot there. You yes. know what I mean? Yeah. Um, there is there's a lot there to enjoy for a first time viewer, but there's also a lot to I, I feel like to re 
watch to yeah. re to, to to digest again because there are so many characters mm-hmm. and so many stories going on in this like the overall story is is it's nice that it's uh simplistic yeah because you know it's basically this these farmers are being attacked every year by these bandits they get fed up and they decide they're going to hire some samurai to help yeah. defend them right yeah that's the plot but it's three and a half hours long. So there's lots of other stuff going on, like subplots and other stories. And each character, each samurai has their own story yes. and their own backstory that's fully realized. There's no character that's just like there to be, oh, there's that guy. Like, the, you know, the characters that, that are a little more background are still fully realized. So yeah. there's there's so much more to digest that's like i know that that you kind of have to watch it more than once and i feel like i need to watch it again and again you know to really like every time i watch it i'm going to connect with a new character that's exactly what what i was thinking when i was watching it yeah because there was some characters that were very immediate um and other characters that i was like at the end of the movie i was like i enjoyed their story a lot more than i thought yeah i would you know they're the character that i kind of gravitated towards um but yeah for three and a half hours and the the synopsis that you read at the top was is is it? Yeah, that's the movie. Yeah, like some bandits attack, they go and find sam- like samurai to protect them. There's a battle. That is literally it. Like it's, but the but it never once felt like it was dragging. I I kept thinking like if if I was like the editor of this film, you know, especially with long films, I think this a lot. Like what would what would I be able to cut, but still make this film? like work you know is there any yeah. scenes that aren't needed or anything that like i was like eh. but for this i felt like everything that was included was necessary yeah and it's not like i mean some of the scenes in this movie are short yeah real short yeah. and it's not like there's there's scenes that just drag on and shots that just stay for too long where you're like oh this is Come why on. this is yeah. so long yeah uh, it's everything it's like a series of short scenes and short yeah. films and it's like incredible that it's like three and a half hours. like it yeah. doesn't feel that long no it takes over an hour for them to actually get all the samurai yeah together mm-hmm. you know it it, it it takes a while for it to to all start to come together um, and even the fight like the battle at the end yeah. i was expecting it to be quicker but it was yeah it was like at least an hour i think yeah i think what was really special about that battle was that it wasn't you know i know that we talked on previous episodes about you know shang chi and stuff like that how um and other marvel films how it kind of culminates and boba fett right it culminates in this huge epic battle yeah where they try and throw everything at you and this was so much more strategic yeah it was like you know they were marking off how many they had killed and yeah. it wasn't like huge numbers, yeah. you know, these bandits that were coming in. It was it was so much more like the art of war as opposed to like making it look good. Yeah. That was kind of one of the things they talked about on uh, on the commentary. I watched about an hour, a little over an hour maybe of the commentary. Yeah. I wanted to watch all of it, but I just didn't have the time. Yeah. But um, yeah, one of the things that they were pointing out was how much that Kurosawa likes to point out the process yeah. of anything. You and know, I love so that. there's like the process of, you know, 
finding the samurai. There's yep. the process of, you know, when they're ma- they're looking at the map and they're trying to figure out how they're going to make this uh, village defendable. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, then there's the process of actually executing <laughs> the, the battle, yeah. you know, and marking yeah. people off and stuff. So, yeah, it is... It is interesting. There's just so much, so much going on. Yeah, and I love but that. But it, it's still, it's not like there's so much going on to the point where it's, um, you don't have any sense of what's going on. It's yeah. just that there's, everything is still kept simplistic. Like it's still gi- digestible. Yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah. Um, and another reason I feel like I need to watch this movie a few times to really understand it is because it is subtitled like yeah i'm kind of a slow reader so a lot of my time was spent just reading the dialogue and and trying to understand what the story was mm-hmm. and missing some of yeah. some of the visuals yeah and some of the shots because as i was watching it i was like this is not rashomon yeah you know which is the only other kurosawa film that i've watched and and rashomon was like I loved it. Yeah. Like it it is visually amazing. The storytelling is great. Like some of the shots in there are incredible. Like yeah. incredible that someone in film so long ago could come up with such modern interesting shots. Like you yeah. can tell why people have copied him so much. Yeah. Um and this film as I was watching it I was that like nothing was standing out to me as as yeah visually amazing but then after you know finishing it i think it was just because i was reading so much dialogue cuz then when i was watching the commentary you know i was paying more attention to the visuals and i was like man this is yeah there's lots of yeah his camera angles are really interesting there's yeah. a lot of kind of on the floor facing upwards yeah especially with characters and i wonder if that's the thing of respect you know cuz when they're in the in the huts together they're all kind of like sitting around together yeah. so i wonder if it's i mean it must have been a, a a choice to put it that level to feel like you're part of it yeah right yeah um and then a lot of the battle scenes i mean he doesn't it's not choppy like you said it's not like he he holds it you know in like a medium shot so for example when like yohai dies um we get toshiro mifuni's character kind of run over to him to try and like, you know, get him back up on his feet again. And the arrow comes and hits in the ground behind, you know, but this is all medium shot. It's not like we don't cut and see the archer kind of pulling the string. It's kind of, it's very, I don't know. It's very hands off, which I enjoy a lot. I don't like them trying to direct directors, trying to direct my vision. I know that sounds counterintuitive because that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Um, but I or like, like just it. overemphasize, like, yeah. here's exactly what is exactly. happening. You know? Exactly, yeah. yeah. Um, whereas in this, it was very much like like we're part of the battle. You know, we're, we're standing there with them. This is, um, we can kind of look around and see what we want to look at. Yeah. Um, which I enjoyed a lot. So I know that the way that he shot, like the the way that he shot some of the action scenes were some of the, like, it was the first time they had done action like this, like, well, there's a, there's a few action things actually. Um, the first is when 
Kambe, is that you say? I would say that, yeah. Yeah. Uh, when he, you know, he's like the head samurai. Yes. And it's, you know, the first scene where you you get to see him do something to help the village, and he shaves his head to yeah. pretend like he's a monk, and he gets this thief out of this hut. Yeah. And that, like, they do this slow motion thing where he's coming out of the hut in slow motion, and then they intercut with like regular speed film and stuff. Yeah. That was the first time anybody had ever done. Oh wow! Like slow mo action cut yeah. with like regular, like which seems like a basic yeah. thing, but yeah. like you know, it's 1954. It's like there were still things being realized. Yeah, exactly. You know, in yeah. in the language of film. Yeah. And Kurosawa seems like someone who just, you know, naturally knew that language. The other interesting thing is he edited this film. Oh, wow. Okay. Himself. Like three and a half hours. Like, yeah. So he is his own editor. Um, and yeah, like as far as I know, he was the only editor on this film. Wow. Um, and then he also used multiple cameras for the action scenes just so that he could, on those takes of, you know, the... The takes with all them in the mud and the rain yeah. and all of that stuff, like he could intercut, you know, just cut between cameras yeah. in the in the action instead of having to like do Reset. a new yeah. setup every yeah. single time they need a shot. Yeah, um, which I guess was the first time they had like done that. Like multi camera, so, yeah, like a multi camera action scene. Wow, um, which is kind of crazy. Yeah, but yeah, um, I would. <laughs> So, just looking over my notes from like when I watched it the first time. Yeah. Um, like I said, it's 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 the kind of movie that it's it's definitely character driven. Yeah. Um, which is great, and it's 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 gonna be it's gonna get better and better the more I watch it. But like watching it the first time, I I know it's probably a cultural thing where the the Japanese have their shaved heads and yeah. then the you know, their yeah. hair pulled back and ponytails in the back. So you could focus on that, right? Because it was for me. The first 20 minutes, I was like, Yeah. These haircuts are so bizarre. Well, I yeah. thought at first that they were like supposed to be bald yeah. and they just had bad bald cap makeup. <laughs> yeah. Because I was like, The color of their heads is darker yeah. than their foreheads. Why? Yeah. yeah. But it's just because their hair is growing out. Yeah. And it was just bothering me so much. I was like, who did the makeup on this film? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like 1500s, yeah. you know, Japan. And, yeah. I, you know, I meant to look this up. I'm sure it's like a cultural thing. Like, Yeah, so, I mean, the thing that, not so much the villages, but for the um, for the samurai, the, the top knot was a very, like, prestigious thing. Yeah. So it was kind of... Like a high class thing? Yeah. Or, yeah, just More, like it was the it style. It was like part of their kind of uniform in a way. Yeah. So the fact that the first time we see, um, oh, I forget his name, um, Kambay, he is shaving that off basically to just save, you know, just a random villager just kind of tells us a lot about that character. It's it's more the people over honor, I guess. Yeah, because the more, like, what's the more honorable thing for a samurai yeah. to do? Keep the haircut or yeah. save these people? And, like, as soon as I read that, after I'd watched the film, I was like, I, if I, if culturally I would have known that watching it, I probably would have learned everything about that character that I learned over the 
you know, the next hour. Yeah. Yeah, and there's so many things like that about yeah. this movie because it is they did do a lot of research to make it historically accurate. Yeah. Um I mean there are there were apparently in- instances of farmers actually hiring samurai to yeah. protect them yeah. and stuff like that. Obviously it's like dramatized, you know, and and heightened yeah. for yeah. the film, but um I mean yeah, there's there's a lot to learn. I mean, I, you know, of just course. there, there's a lot that, I, that I still don't know, yeah. you know, on, on first viewing. And, yeah. um, I mean, that's the great thing about international films, right? They can teach you exactly. a lot. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. and it's cool that they, that they made it, you know, as historically accurate as they could, as far as the cultural stuff and everything, because, yeah. you know, otherwise. Yeah. It really places you in, in it. Yeah. You feel it like enveloped by the film, you know. It's it's not you know, it's not Russell Crowe wearing a watching gladiator kinda like take you out of it. Everything looks super authentic. You feel yeah. like you are watching this unfold in the fifteen, sixteen hundreds. Yeah. You know. Um yeah, for sure. But I, I think the other thing that I read as well about um about the samurai was the the fact that they are like leaderless, I guess. I'm not sure what the official term is. Um, says a lot about them. You know, there was so much kind of unrest that these leaders of samurai troops would get killed quite often and leave these other samurai without food and, you know, shelter and kind of... So that was why they are, quote-unquote, samurai, but also, like, loners. Right. You know? Yeah. Because I'd only ever seen... Like armies of samurai in film, like before, yeah. So that was another thing that I would like had to kind of get my head around, I guess. Well, Which samurai just... are also like a class thing too, right? Yeah. Which yeah. I didn't really not until... understand before. Yeah, you the funeral comp- like has his monologue about farmers and like, yeah, samurai made farmers as evil as they are and all that kind of Which stuff. Which kind of gets to like the heart of the film, right? Yeah. Because it's like the struggle between. I mean, there's a civil war going on, so there's that. But then it's like, you know, samurai are seen as like this higher class. But the the bandits are, they call them ronin, right? Yeah. And they're like rebellious samurai. Samurai. Yeah. Right? So they're like this, yeah, it's this, there's so much subtext there. Yeah, there's a lot. I mean, there's there's the whole old versus new, mm -hmm. you know, because they've got muskets, the bandits, and... You know, we see it instantly that that's terrifying for the samurai. They're like, oh, we need to get one. Like, we need to get one. Um, there's the elders in the camp that are very against moving. You know, there's this whole kind of old versus new. And also, like you said, the class struggle. Yeah. is Lots of the, the farmers are terrified that these samurai are going to come to the village and basically rape and pillage them. Yeah. You know, because that's their—that's what they think is their right, because they're above them. Um, yeah, there's so much, and all these things, like I said, it's kind of—they're not drawn out either. It's very, like, I don't know. It's—it's it's not trying to be overly dramatic in telling this story. Yeah, where where it's like Rashomon was kind of that way. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um, and that's part of the reason I loved it. So yeah, it took me a while. 
yeah to like figure this film out or or just to take myself out of that and take yeah. myself out of all the pretext that I had about this movie yeah. and just enjoy it for what it was and then kind of let it sit there for a little bit and then kind of like rewatch some of the scenes cuz I you know started watching the commentary and some yeah. of the other scenes and stuff and yeah, and there's so much good stuff. I mean, it's yep. like the scenes with the old man when they're in, in the beginning, when they're like, he's kind of the wise old man of the village and yeah. they're trying to figure out what they need to do about this ba- these bandits. And did like just the shots of him are so cool. And then, and he's like, we've got to hire samurai. Yeah. And they're like, why would samurai yeah. come fight for us? And he's like, we've, you know, all so, we have is yeah. rice. And he's yeah. like, well, then we find Hungry Samurai. Yeah, I know. <laughs> it's like so simple and like yeah. brilliant, but like the shots are really cool. Yeah. Um, and then there's there's the a scene later on with the old woman of the village who like all her family has died. Yeah, yeah. And the young samurai oh is like trying to take rice. Like, like he is taking his portion of rice to her and the other samurai are trying to figure out what he's doing. And then they follow him and they, they find her, you know, it's like heartbreaking. It is. Yeah. Um, and it's just quick. It's like all these little scenes are like short films, like, cause they kind of wrap up the story. Like those characters story, they're fully realized, but he wraps it up and you move on. Exactly. I think it just gets across, you know, it's not just, the one scene at the beginning of all the villages in the circle and there's that woman who's like like pressed to the floor screaming, Oh God, oh God, you know. It's we get these instances all the way through that just back up that the samurai are who we're supposed to be rooting for. This is Yeah. Like they have like destroyed these people's world for quite a while. You know, there's also the the farmer who has you know, who just wants to the anger issues. <laughs> for lack of a better phrase, he's he's super angry at them all the time. Yeah. And you find out it's because they've taken his wife. Yeah. You know, which I thought she would be dead. I thought, you know, when he like took her, was hiding her clothes and stuff. Yeah. That I was, was like, just... okay, she's dead. Yeah. You know, that's yeah. kind of going to be the big reveal. Um, and then when you find out that she's actually been taken and is being held, basically it's just. Yeah. That scene where she, they're they're lighting that hut on fire, yeah. And you see the woman, and she she's the first one to wake up. Like that whole thing oh, was like amazing. awesome. Yeah, like, it's she incredible. she wakes up and you're like, oh no, she's gonna yeah, she's gonna like wake everybody up, and then she she's like terrified, and yeah. then she looks at the she like stops being terrified, and then she looks like sinister. Yeah, I was like, oh shit. I know. Yeah, it's it's so well done. Yeah. Because I was like, is this what I'm supposed to be getting from this? Is she going to let them burn? Because I don't know, you know, you don't know who she is at that point. She could just be a wife, you know, of one yeah, of the or somebody, or somebody they stole, like somebody else they stole yeah, kidnapped exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, just so masterfully done. Yeah. You know, I, I, I don't know how you'd even go about trying to get that shot. Yeah. Because it's so well done. You know, like you said, it's again, 20 seconds. And you get all you need to know about these bandits again yeah you know but it's like i said like i keep saying there's so much there yeah that i mean i I mean you forget most of it on the first viewing yeah you know because that story like it's just like the simple story yeah you know so there's and the obviously like there's there's characters that stand out 
um, mainly Kikichuyo. That's how I would say it. Kikichuyo. Yeah. So mainly Kikichuyo, the Toshiro Mifune character. Um, I mean, he's obviously like the one that kind of stands out the most. Like he's his screen presence is known every scene that he's in. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he's, yeah. he, even if he's in the background, he's just like jumping up and down like, Hey, I'm here. Yeah, exactly. You yeah. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And you know, it, it's like for a, for a movie like this, that's just like, we hired this group of, ban- uh, of samurai to stop, you know, to protect our village and yeah. save these bandits. It's like, of course you have a character like that. Right. It's yeah. like, it, it's, it, you know, Obviously, people copied it from this movie, and like that's why it's so prominent. Yeah, but but it's interesting that this movie is the one that does it right when yeah. you think about it, because it's like all those other movies that have like here's the goofy, crazy character. Yeah, it's like in this movie, he's so much more than that. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like he's he's got the scene that we already talked about where he. It's talking about, um, basically talking about the farmers not really being how you can't trust them. Like, yeah, that you yeah. can't trust them. Not really being all the this this innocent group of villagers that just need our help. Yeah, you know they've murdered our kind. Yeah, you know they've murdered samurai. They've, you know, whatever, and then. But then, like, turning it around and being like, but we're the ones who did this to them. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, probably one of the... I mean, that like, to me, that scene is the movie. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, I mean, even his, like, the picture on the Criterion cover is him, right? Is that... Like, yeah. Is, is from that scene. Yeah. Um, and then you have the scene where the hut's burning and he pulls this kid out and his parents. Ugh, oh no, wait, yeah. no, no, no. That's the villagers. Hut, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I'm starting to remember the, the scene now. Southern yeah. It's Mel. like the village. Yeah. yeah. Cause they're, yeah, there was that whole, I forgot about that. That whole scene with the, the lady and the baby trying to go back to save. I was like, what are y'all doing? <laughs> yeah. Stop. I know. I know. But yeah, then, the, then they die and he, he grabs the kid and he's like, He's like screaming like this kid is me. Like so you under you basically understand yeah. his whole story at that yeah. point. I mean, I don't I can't think of another movie similar to this. I mean, it's been a while since I've seen yeah. Mag- Magnificent Seven mm-hmm. and I mean there's tons of other movies like this. Yeah. I mean, just I was listening to a BBC podcast on the way over here where they were talking about this movie. Yeah. Uh and they mentioned a bug's life. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it is the same. It's the story. Same plot, yeah. 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 Um, but yeah, I can't think of. I mean, like I said, I haven't watched these movies in a while. Yeah, but, no. You know, I'm sure. Like this character is deep. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Like all these characters are fully realized, and they have full backstories. And and I, I think it's just a great, especially his character. It's just such a great comment on trauma. You know, you can see, especially with the when he's holding the baby, he's like, "This is me. This is me." Or well, this was me, I should say. Um, that he's obviously been through something traumatic, and the fact that he gets on with the children of the village better than the adults. Yeah, you know, he's very kind of, I don't know, stuck as a as a child, isn't it? Yeah. Like, you know, yeah. everything. He's he pokes fun at people and like makes silly jokes, and all the way through, he's very temperamental. 
Yeah. You know, he's he's the child of the group, but his his arc is incredible. I love that, you know, he goes off into the forest to get um like a gun. And, yeah. And um when they say like, Hey, you shouldn't go looking for reward and then his story ends with him not looking for reward but saving the day. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just so it's it's again, it's just masterfully done. You don't ever feel at any point, you know, when I was watching that with them with the musket and stuff, I wasn't like, Okay, he's gonna end up saving them all by dying. Yeah. You know, so it did come as a genuine shock. Yeah. So I feel now that kind of stuff, the like the the foreshadowing of what's gonna come is so heavy handed. Yeah. That you're just like, Okay, enough. Like, I get what's gonna happen now. Whereas for this I never like everyone, you you've genuinely fear for everybody's safety. Yeah, it never you never feel like they're gonna be safe. Yeah, you know, it is crazy. Um, yeah, I was I was going back and watching just clips of the movie. Uh, a lot of the like the main samurai that die, like mm-hmm. it's it's within the last couple minutes of the yeah. movie, and it's like this is three and Somewhere. a half hours long, yeah. and it's like at the last few minutes, it's like is yeah. when they go. It's it's pretty wild. So yeah, it's just like it takes. I almost feel like I you know need another hour just to sit and think about this movie after watching it for three and a half hours. Yeah, for real. I mean, but I think that you know when it starts off, you start to like Kambay is the character that I kind of like the most. He was like the Obi Wan Kenobi of the story, you yeah. know, the wise old master. But then as it went on, um, Kayuzo who was like the strong, silent samurai that did go off and find the musket like and came back. And, you know, he kind of didn't um, throw the young samurai to the walls. Under the stuff. bus. Yeah his, yeah, his character was the one that kind of, that really stood out. Yeah, I that's what I was actually about, about to say. It. I was like watching it, I think watching it a <laughs> second time, I think that that character I would yeah. be I would be like paying more attention to because yeah. it is it is a movie where you're not really sure where it's going exactly or like who yeah. they, like where these characters are fitting in yet and so yeah. when you finish it you want to go back and kind of watch their story again yeah. like watch that arc again and how it how it flows so like yeah. that's one that you kind of want to watch again right because like the first scene you see him in he's in a duel yeah. You know, and it's a very like Obi Wan Kenobi Darth Vader kind of duel. Yeah, yeah, you know exactly. I mean? Yeah, like there's not a lot of it's not super actiony or whatever, but yeah. it's it's more about the wisdom. Yeah, of the scene. You yeah. know what I mean? Like he knows to stand back and kind of when to watch and when to take action. And yeah, um, yeah, I loved his character. Yeah, loved it. Yeah, um, the young samurai as well. I thought he would be pretty annoying. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of following around and always wanting to be, you know, in battle. I thought that would, yeah. But I really enjoyed his, um, his story. You know, the the young, the girl who's a villager. You know, and just like his, I don't know, his battle between like her and you know being a samurai and kind of all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I thought that was interesting. Too. I did like his and her scenes a lot, just because visually it was so different yeah because they're like out in the woods and yeah. there's like all these flowers and stuff so like yeah it just was... visually all the the mise-en-scene of the yeah. scene and it was very disney to me a little bit yeah. it was like for over you know you think of like 
Bambi rolling around in the, in <laughs> yeah, the flowers. Yeah, if it wasn't you know, black yeah. and white, it would it probably would have been not as good. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Those scenes, just because it would have been way too colorful for yeah. the tone of the movie. Mm-hmm. But, but yeah, just, I guess the lighting, like the, that creek they keep coming by, like I love yeah. those shots. Yeah. Because they show that a few different times. Yeah. You know, there's like the... You know, they 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 basically show there there maybe even be an arc there that I'm not even thinking about yet, like mm. where they they're showing the that shot of the creek in happier times, and then there's you know the part where yeah. it's raining and like all the the Ronin and the horses are like yeah. going through it and stuff. Um, but yeah, like just visually, all yeah. the stuff in the woods was cool. Yeah, I mean, it is. I don't know how it really contained it to just three and a half hours. I mean, I texted you about it the other day and I said that, you know, I've been pretty vocal about my enjoyment of shorter films in terms of just being able to put it on. But this is like, you, as we've said, it justifies it. It never feels like it's too long, you know? Yeah, it's crazy, right? Yeah, and I would happily like put it on right now. You know, it's, it's yeah. one of those that the runtime doesn't matter because the story and what's actually in there is so good. That yeah. you just want to be with those characters, yeah. You know, you want to be in this story because it's just so entertainingly told. Yeah. So after watching it, like yeah. just thinking about like all the stuff we've talked about, what are some of the things that you see, like knowing that it's so influential, right? Yeah. What are some of the things that you see, like because obviously it's not the Indiana Jones Star Wars yeah, uh, gangster film. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, this has influenced how these other filmmakers have told their yeah. stories, you know? Yeah. Like, what are some of the see- things you see crossing over? I mean, a lot of the character development I see kind of as part of it is, you know, especially for Star Wars, I mean, you see you know, quite a lot of the characters like Kambe is obviously Obi-Wan. Yeah. Kikuchiyo, probably butchered that again, is, <laughs> you know, reminding me a lot of Han Solo. Uh-huh. He's kind of, you know, his own man, but he also shows up when he needs to. Um, even the girl in the camp is very Princess Leia. Mm-hmm. You know, like there's the point where she's kind of like, like, come on, like, kiss me already. Like, be a man, do it. Yeah. You know, which was very... Princess Leia and kind of, I don't need saving. You know, yeah. you're a little short to be a stormtrooper. Um, and I think a lot of the, you know, just that, the evil part of it is is not, especially in the original Star Wars, it's not, it's just Vader, right? Like, he's got stormtroopers, which is, like, scary, but he is terrifying. Yeah. And for this, it's more like the threat than it is any one particular person. You know, yeah. the Empire, and now it's just the bandits. It's that whole... I mean, it's it's a lot of like storytelling tropes that are pretty, pretty old. But I can see a lot that he's drawn from. For here, and I'm sure there's a lot of like camera shots that he did that were very similar, and you know stuff like that. And I guess just like the kind of maybe the universe universality of it. Yeah, is like because uh, once it, you get away from the samurai stuff, it's a very it's just war. It's like it's yeah, it's a very it's a tale, relatable tale. Yeah. Yeah, it's a tale about yeah, just these peaceful villagers that just wanna 
keep living yeah. in peace and not be threatened yeah. by this evil. And how brute know? strength isn't always the answer. Yeah. You need strategy. You need wisdom. Yeah, exactly. You, you need, need wise samurai. Yeah. And, yeah. You need like, it's not old versus new. Like in the end it works because they all work together. Yeah. You know, the wisdom, but also the, the firepower that they've got and the aggression and stuff like that. So, um, the real obvious thing was the wipes. The <laughs> All wipes. the wipes in the sh- yeah. like transition yeah. wipes is like, okay, George yeah. obviously yeah. was like he, taking that. He loves his wipes. Yeah. Um, one of the things they were saying in the commentary was that uh, in the Japanese language, sometimes you read right to left, sometimes you le- read left to right. So they would use, he would use both. Oh, okay. Which That's interesting. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, you. Uh, I'm sure. I mean, I know that this film was hugely popular. Like Kurosawa as a director was probably more popular outside of Japan. I mean, not more popular, but more highly regarded outside of Japan than he was in his own country. Yeah, you know, and the films like this play a huge impact of it. And if you think what Lucas made Star Wars in '77. Like this was what fifty four, yeah, fifty four, yeah. So, yeah. like, it's part of his cultural landscape. You know, Star Wars is part of ours. You know, this film is hugely popular in America, so it's hard not to, you know, be influenced by this kind of stuff. Yeah, um, and I know Scorsese loves it as well. Yeah. So, I mean, the new generation. You know, this is the time. This is kind of the watershed moment where foreign cinema was breaking in a little bit you know we got rid of the not going to too much but we got rid of the um the whole studio owned theaters you know so cinemas had more option to show a wider range of films um and that happened in the 50s and 60s so films like this were being more widely available for those filmmakers okay um so you know there's a lot of like linear stuff, but what I'm trying to say is that cannot, you can see that this obviously was like a turning point. Yeah. In American cinema. Yeah. Is these films being widely available and people like Lucas, people like Scorsese, seeing them, studying them, imitating them. Yeah. I feel like, yeah, it, like each one of those filmmakers that we've been talking about. And I mean, there's obviously more than them. Yeah. Like those are just like the, probably the most famous, but, um, like each one of them took pieces yeah. of Kurosawa and put them in their films, like George Lucas taking the transitions and the characters' yeah. development, and um, like Scorsese taking the shots, yeah, and Spielberg taking the shots and yeah, some of the character stuff, and like yeah, they just they do their own yeah thing with it. But man, I feel like I need to see all of his films now because like yeah. Rashomon and Seven Samurai were both so good, but so different. Yeah. Like because like upon first finishing Seven Seven Samurai, I would have told you Rashomon was better. Yeah. But now I'm like I don't know. Yeah. I need to watch, <laughs> I need to like I know, watch yeah. them both again. You know what I mean? And I think um, that's the sign of so, like. A master, an auteur is yeah. like. I feel that the same way with um, 
Chaplin. I feel the same way with Hitchcock. I feel the same way with, you know, other Billy Wilder, for example. Like when I finished watching one of his films, I'm like, I want to watch another. Yeah. You know, I want to see this kind of progression. I want to see what else he did. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was exactly the same way, you know, yeah. um, adding a lot of his other films are on Criterion to my want list, you know, yeah, ready to put them in my basket. So he must have a lot on Criterion. I think there's eight or nine. Okay. I think there's quite a few. he did like 30 films total or something. Yeah. Um, there's a, there's a few that haven't quite got the Blu-ray, blue, the Blu-ray upgrade yet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there's, there's a few on there, so. That's, they don't have like a box set yet. Not yet. Not yet. I'm sure they'll I mean, do one. At yeah. Some point. I mean, they've been, they've done what Bergman, Varda, Fellini. I think there's a lot of people that are speculating that the next one's going to be coming pretty soon. Yeah. So that would be, that would be beautiful. That would be dope. Yeah. Um, it's just so good to see a director. I don't know, be worthy of the accolade. Mm-hmm. You know, there's always that worry of when you watch a film that has that is so highly regarded that it just won't work for you. You know, yeah. and I've, yeah. there's been other films that I've watched that Scorsese, especially, has like loved and like talked about a lot, and I've been very lukewarm on it. Yeah, and it's kind of it's a bit of a bummer because you want to like what your heroes like. Yeah, you know, um, but for this, I just feel like the accolades it's received have not been enough. <laughs> do you know what i mean like yeah, i was no, still real. like surprised yeah. at how good it was even yeah. though people kept telling me how great it is yeah it's weird because it's like one of those movies that just like you get it you kind of yeah. get it right away right yeah. but it's like so i don't even know how to describe it it's like so many layers it, yeah there's so many layers yeah and it's such an instant classic right when you watch it that you're like you get it, but you also yeah. don't get it because you know there's so many more things to dive into in this movie. Like there's so many, like you said, layers yeah. that I don't get yet. Yeah, it's like you get it, but you don't get it. You yeah. know what I mean? Just because there's so much to digest. Well, that's it. Yeah, I mean, as soon as I read the the booklet and the Criterion, that was like three more layers that had been added onto it, just with the history of the samurai, the history of yeah, like Japanese cinema at this time. You know, just little essays that they put in the booklet. Yeah, because that's the other thing too, right? Is like the samurai film. Yeah, is its whole genre. Yeah, you know what that is. Like you could say that to people that don't even watch movies. You could say, have you ever seen a samurai film? And they could say no, but they know what that is. You know what I mean? This was the first of... I guess like the westernization yeah. of the samurai film, not really westernization because it's still in Japan in the 1500s. Yeah. But it, like you said, it was super popular in America, yeah. and then it became this whole genre of film, the samurai yeah. film, right? Yeah. In America, mm-hmm. uh, or in Hollywood, I guess, yeah. which is like you know not to be like it's got to be in America before it's important or whatever, yeah. but. You know, because they had done a few like samurai type films, but um, this was like the first worldwide successful yeah. samurai movie that yeah. turned it into a genre, right? Yeah. So there's that whole thing, you know, which is just incredible. And yeah, I, I mean, 
like like we were talking about, it's very historically accurate and, yeah. and set. Like Kurosawa wanted to, like he knew he wanted to make a samurai film. He just didn't know what the story was. Yeah. He had to dive into history to kind of find what it was he wanted to do because apparently this film had a lot of different um, ways that they were going to go with it. Yeah. Like at first it was going to be about just the life of a samurai. Mm-hmm. And then it was going to be about the life of several different samurai. And then when they started diving into this time period and era of the Civil War and the things that were going on with the, the villagers and, you know, once he figured out, oh, that like villagers hired samurai, he's like, yeah. that's the perfect story right there. Yeah, you know? it is. I mean, the crap. It's, it is incredible. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, like his sensibility of the language of film. Like, he just had it. He had yeah. this this language. And that's the beautiful thing about, like, watching films from other countries. It doesn't matter what country you grow up in. You can watch a f- film from anywhere and understand the language yeah. that they're speaking. Yeah. You know what I mean? And not necessarily like the actual words. Yeah. The words, but like the the way that they're telling a story, you can pick up on so many yeah. things, the visual storytelling style. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And he just had that. Like yeah. he just he just had it, you know? Yeah. This- I mean apparently he grew up. <laughs> these are just like little facts that I yeah. got from like listening to the podcast, like this BBC podcast and then watching the commentary. It was like, he, he grew up like his older brother worked in a movie theater, which must've been like silent film in the twenties. Yeah. You know, so he grew up like watching films in a projection booth and stuff yeah. and like That's cool. developing, learning this language, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Like this universal language that we have. How does this hold up to like other Japanese films that you've watched? I know you've been watching a lot lately. It's, yeah, I mean it's it's so good. Yeah, like I feel like I don't. I mean the the films I've been watching have all been, you know, lauded a little bit. They're all kind of films that are in the Criterion Collection or have been spoken about a lot. It's not yeah. you know deep deep dive, I guess yet. Um, but this is, I mean, yeah, this is just phenomenal. Like I can't praise it enough. Yeah, you know, it's. I think the more I watch it, the more it's going to creep up my favorite films of all time list. You know, um, which I don't say lightly because there's, you know, it's pretty set in stone. I would say at this point, um, but it's. It, I just I loved it. I just loved it. Yeah. Um, and the other Japanese films I've watched have all been really good as well. Um, but there's just I. I think it's got something to do as well with the fact that there's no like like with Hollywood we had like the production code and like there was a lot of stuff that they couldn't put on film or say explicitly whereas like especially with like Japanese film and European film like a lot of their stories are very like moralistic in a way like a yeah. lot of their characters kind of have have questionable morals and do questionable things because it's a little bit Slight, like the the parameters of the story they can tell are, are a little bit loose and I love those kind of things yeah I mean I would say that the, like the thing that is I mean interesting but also kind of boring about yeah. like American film history is that the progression is so slow 
It's yeah. like you go and watch Rashomon or you go and watch this movie and you're like, there's the modern film right there. Yeah. Where it's like you don't really get the modern film yeah. in America until like the 70s, right? Yeah. It's like, they're like <laughs> what's the movie uh, Blazing Saddles mm-hmm. where they, it's like the first fart. Yeah, yeah <laughs> like exactly. the first fart in a film. Yeah. It's like... Well, it's not the first fart in a film. It's the first fart in an American film. Yeah. But like, go watch some other stuff from other countries, yeah, well, and you'll see things that like exactly. You know, they've been yeah. doing it the whole time. Yeah, I mean, like Psycho, first toilet flush on camera. Yeah, nineteen sixty. Nineteen sixty. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's insane. And I think that I mean that's why I do gravitate towards film noir for Hollywood is because that I feel like that was the people that were trying to break free but still do it in a way that was like past the senses. Right. You know, there was a lot of like, you know, sex and violence and um, questionable characters and stuff like that. But they always had to die at the end. Whereas in, you know, foreign cinema, they don't all the time, you know, they can tell a, a realistic story, I guess. I mean, a lot of the, I've been, there was a director called um, Kenji Mizuguchi. um, And there's a whole, criterion like set of his films that are just called the fallen woman because he directed a lot of films about women that either fell into like prostitution or hard times um just due to the the time that they lived in and they're super interesting you know there's there's a really good one um in the set um that just tell about this the woman that just kind of like i said falls into prostitution and just starts to lose everything you know and before you know it she's not recognizable anymore it's and they're the kind of films that i find really interesting yeah especially about like japanese cinema yeah and the more you know hollywood's great and there's like the bigger larger than life personas and you know there's all these great stories that came out of it um but there's also a lot that they couldn't tell yeah so yeah was there anything else in Seven Samurai that like really stood out to you either visually or like yeah. character wise that we like haven't touched on. Um, I like I really like the villagers. I really enjoyed the fact that you know I like the the scenes of them working together. You really got that sense of like this was their life. You know yeah. the, the lived in kind of stuff. Um, and some of those characters too. It's like you've got Seven Samurai to to kind of dive in and fully realize their characters and backstory. But then you also have the villagers, yeah. which also have this deep like characterization yeah. too. Like they weren't just like, oh, these are the poor villagers. Like they yeah. were they were their own people. Yeah. You know, you felt like their their individuality was there. You know, exactly. they weren't just one of the other villagers. Yeah. You know what I mean? And the scene that sits with me the most is you touched on it earlier, but the the old lady in the in the village where they capture the bandit um and the samurai are like don't kill her like don't kill him sorry don't kill him like we need to like we're not that kind of people and then she kind of walks in and she's like she walks in with a pitchfork yeah and she's like we're gonna kill him or a hoe or something yeah Yeah. and because she's and they're like let her her do it yeah Yeah, exactly because of her age they have to respect it and kind of let it happen yeah and like all her family is dead like they need like this is her like earlier in her earlier scene, she even says, "Like I just want to be dead. Yeah, I'm just waiting to be that, dead." That line, like, took me by surprise. Yeah, like the oh god, you know, like, it, like we said earlier, it's just the it's such a masterful way of telling the hardship. Yeah, but not 
hitting you over the head with it. Yeah. You know, we get these snapshots of different, it's not just one person being like, oh, my poor village. You know, it's all the people that are like, this has affected us for years and it needs to stop. Yeah. It's great. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I, I'm surprised that like I had this much to say about the movie because like I said, like when I, I finished, I watched it in two sittings, right? Yeah. I watched it past the intermission and I stopped it when the attack was happening, when okay. the, when the uh, yeah. bandits come over there, you first see them over the hill. I'm like, okay, here's here we go, here we go. Yeah. An hour and I need to stop left. it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, I think it was like an hour left, yeah. <laughs> but because um, I think the intermission is like it's three and a half hours, right? So I think the intermission is like right at an hour and forty. It is, yeah. It's pretty like much that. right in the middle of the yeah. film. Um, and I can't remember what the scenes are. Because I stopped it later, yeah. Where it stops, but um, where was I going with that? Yeah, I just like after when the movie was over. Like I watched the last hour yeah. yesterday, and when it was over, I mean, I felt like I had some things to say, but then yeah. you know we were talking about recording yesterday, and I was just like, I don't know. I just yeah. needed more. I yeah. needed it to process a little more. And even today, I was like, do I like? I mean, it's such a, there's so much, like we've been saying, there's so much there to digest and so much relevance to current yeah. film history. I was like, I need to become an expert on this film before I do yeah, this podcast. No, exactly. But like, you know, obviously, yeah. I, you know. I think that's the thing, because even the summaries we said at the top is so simple. The story is so simple. The characters are a very kind of, simple in a way like you you get what these characters are about yeah um that it's hard to i don't know shed any new light on it it's hard to be critical and kind of like bring out the nuances of it but i i mean i just there's just so much that you don't get until you talk about it yeah do you know what i mean yeah like so you start having a conversation yeah yeah so Hopefully everybody listening really enjoyed this film. And if you didn't, you know, we'd love to, to talk yeah. to you about it. Like, let's have a discussion. Yeah. Let's hit us up. Um, Please. I feel like we should start a forum or something. At some yeah. Point, maybe. I think that's a good idea. Yeah. Yeah. Let's do that. All right. Yeah. <laughs> we said it here. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's recorded forever now. Everyone's going to know that we said it. Um. Yeah, I mean, there's so much more we could keep talking about this movie. I yeah. mean, is there anything else you feel like? I mean, I put some of the trivia on here, but honestly, I I just started putting a few things I thought were interesting yeah. and then realized the list was endless. And yeah. was like, all right, well, I'm not going to go through this all day. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, um, I just, yeah, I just, I can't wait to watch it again and just see what character I gravitate towards next. Um. Yeah. But I just. I mean, I think. So, like we said, this movie is on HBO Max. I think there's other Kurosawa films on HBO Max if you want to check them out. Um, yeah. I'm definitely going to. But, yeah. I mean, The Master. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. Yeah. For I sure. mean, it's like you, you hear about. I mean, like we said, like, I feel like for our generation, I mean, we're in our 30s, you know, we're, we look to like the Lucas and the Spielberg and the Scorsese's and like the, those guys a lot. 
Yeah. I mean, also some of the other younger ones, like the Tarantinos and the Kevin Smiths, yeah. and yeah. you know, not to just only bring up men here, but yeah, but uh, I mean, I think that's more Hollywood's problem than our problem. Yeah, honestly, they conditioned us. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> we're breaking out though. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. But anyway, the point was like we we looked at these guys, and then these guys are like, well, we look to these other guys, right? Yeah. And for us, when we start to look to these other guys, like sometimes we're like, eh, you know. But yeah. this is one director where I'm like, all right, I really need to watch all of his movies. Yeah, I get you it. You know what I mean? Yeah, 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 for sure. So amazing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm so glad you picked it because I don't know when I would have gone around to it. Yeah, That's me either. Because yeah. it's like one of those movies, right? Where it's yeah. like, you haven't watched that yet? Yeah, you yeah. see three and a half hours again, like we said, and you're kind of like... Yeah. You're like, <sighs> when am I going to commit to Yeah, this? exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we... That's the, the best thing about this podcast so far. Agreed. It's forcing us to watch these movies. Yeah. That just gives us a better understanding of <laughs> film history, right? It's like we act like... It's a chore. We're like, oh, yeah. I've got to finally have to watch this yeah. movie. <laughs> I've got to be inspired for the next three and a half hours. <laughs> so that was Seven Samurai. Yeah. 1954. Amazing. I feel like we're going to bring this movie up a lot. Oh. 100%. And we, we've already been. The interesting yeah. thing is like, you know, this is what episode... 13. 13. Yeah. 13 Samurai. <laughs> uh, this is episode 13, and we've, I mean, we've been talking, like all the films that we've, we've been watching together, we keep referencing as we go. Yeah. So, like, I can't wait to, for, like, our film language and knowledge to just, like, keep growing yeah. and, like, keep referencing That's these beautiful. movies. Um, we'll see what happens with our movie next week. Yeah. And what. When how long will be referencing? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, what are we watching? Um, so pick? yeah, so I, um, this is a film that I watched when it came out in 2019. Um, okay. It was again on the sight and sound list of top films of that year, um, and I enjoyed it to a point. I thought it was fine. You know, it was good, um, but I have not wanted to revisit a film more than this. Okay. For a long time. So, the film we're going to be watching is The Souvenir. Sweet. Part one. Because there's a part two now. Um, which is also, you said, was on the... Yeah, which won 2021. So, that oh, came out last year. Oh, it was one. Yeah. Oh, so, that I came out I last asked year. You that and you told me. This came out 2019. <laughs> <I> forgot. <laughs> <laughs> this came out 2019. Um, directed by Joanna Hogg, an English director. Um, and... Yeah, we can talk about it next. Has she, what else? Has she done anything I would have seen? Um, so there's been a lot of um, like smaller English films. I mean, I've I've only really seen The Souvenir. I haven't seen much of her other work. Um, honestly. Um, yeah. But this is kind of, it's, this is you know, critically acclaimed for a reason. Um, yeah. And it's got Tilda Swinton in it. Um, and then also Tilda Swinton's daughter, who plays the main character, Julie, um, Honor Swinton Byrne, um, okay. who's never acted before. Oh. So this is like her... Debut. Yes. Um, 
Yeah, I don't recognize any of her movies, but... And I'm looking forward to kind of getting your interpretation on it. Okay. So, yes. Sweet. Yeah, yeah so that's the that movie that we'll be watching next week, The Souvenir from 2019. So... And then the week after that, are we just going to do part two? Because we've got two. If you're, if that's what you want to do, we <laughs> we can do part two. I think we have to at this point. Okay. And then we will do our Oscar special, right? Yeah. I think that takes us up to the Oscars, right? So everybody catch up on your Oscar movies. Yeah. And that's coming in a couple weeks. Excited. I still have a lot to knock off. Me too. I'm starting to get a little bit worried. Yeah. I mean, it's not for another month. The Oscars, That's right. Yeah. But we got to record the we got special, the, the yeah. special. The Oscar special is our predictions. Yeah. We're going to make a list. We're gonna each put our predictions down for every category. For every category, and then we're gonna see who wins. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know if what the yeah. result of that will be, but. <laughs> You'll know who <laughs> is more lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was gonna say more like intuitive or yeah, I don't know, sensible. I, I feel like the academy <laughs> can like, just yeah, never could be anything. Yeah, it's like it's like what? Yeah, a lot of times. I mean, with every category, honestly, I'm like, what this year? But yeah, and um, the souvenir part two is. I mean, we'll get to that in a few weeks, but it's not been nominated for anything. Was the souvenir nominated for a bunch of stuff? I don't believe so, which is surprising to see that it's so critically acclaimed. And this is kind of one of the reasons, you know, souvenir part two has been on my watch list for a long time. Yeah. Um, Weird. So it's again, it, I feel like quite a lot of the times when it comes to Oscars, I'll watch a lot of the films that should have been nominated instead yeah. of actually focusing on the ones that were. Yeah, definitely. Um, just so I can be like, you don't know yeah. what good acting looks like. You haven't seen this. Blah 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 film from yeah. Korea. It's a weird thing. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's a weird thing. Yeah. I feel like we're both bursting to talk about it. <laughs> I know. We're <laughs> yeah. ready for this Oscar <laughs> special, dude. <laughs> uh but we'll be even more ready in a couple of weeks when we've watched every single film. <laughs> That's right, yeah. I'm not gonna get any sleep. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um I think that brings us to the end of the show, everybody. You can find us on Twitter and Instagram at Film Church Radio, and you can follow us individually on Letterboxd. I am at Selman Scope, and Mr. Lewis is at Walker Lewis 3007. You can keep up with what we've been watching on Letterboxd. Uh, we have a film diary on there, so we literally should. every film we watch, we post it and rate it. Um, and we also have all of our back episodes streaming now. This is episode 13, so check out all the other films and become a part of this film church religion yeah. podcast that That's we've right. got going on here. I mean, for us, film is our religion, and this yeah. podcast is a way for us to keep up the practice of watching films. And hopefully you can join this practice. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's the dream. That's why I know we said it before, but that's why we like started this up so that we could talk about films that's and right. have other people talk to us about films that they love. It's been so much fun, dude. Yeah, it's it's the, it's a blast. We um, will see you guys next week. We sure will. But you know, in the end, 
we lost this battle too. What? I mean, the victory belongs to these peasants, not to us. As in these listeners. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we should have thought about this before. <laughs> <laughs> Not the best ending quote, yeah. but you guys aren't peasants. You guys are pleasants. Pleasant. There we go. <laughs> uh, if you haven't watched Seven Samurai, that was the end of uh, or the last dialogue yeah. in the movie. Like, we love you guys. <laughs> yeah. You guys are awesome. Um, oh, until next week, say your film prayers. Amen. Amen. (laughs) Not again. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye, guys. Bye.